I don't know. I can't think of anything. What's representative of Cinco de Mayo? Tequila and churros. Trucks. There was two food trucks. trucks. Oh. There's one in Oaks and one in Oaks. Oh. You know what I eat? Tacos. Tacos. Tacos eat burritos? What's up, Jamie C? Star Wars Day. Ugh, shut up. It's Free Comic Day. Yeah, I forgot Star about that. Star Wars Day. I don't really remember. Annoying recognize it. Day. May the 4th. It is annoying because everyone reminds you. It wasn't that bad this year, I have to say. I feel it's dying out. And Good. I would say, I remember a time, no matter how popular Star Wars is, there's a time when you'd still get a fucking side eye for talking about Star Wars for True. being too geeky. Mm-hmm. It's called um, growing up in the 90s yeah. and 80s. Mm. If you were too into Star Wars. You yeah. Know. So what's new, bud? Haven't seen you in a uh, No, I haven't. So many things. Um, we had Easter. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, Monkey Shines. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, stuff and things. I finished up school. I saw Galjaway, who were mm. awesome. It was a weird crowd. It wasn't a weird crowd. It was a very chill crowd where I should have just stood up front. But I was afraid. I'm like, what if a pit? I didn't feel like being in the middle of a pit and mm-hmm. no pit happened. Yeah. But anyway, so she's like pouring her heart out in this, like, mm-hmm. on stage and like screaming. And then she's like, and then she's like, thank you. Yeah. Well, you said she was like so really cute. like a, she's like a kindergarten teacher and stuff. Yeah. And... She's awesome. But it was a good time. That's good. I couldn't go. I was at Easter. Yeah. I just went down. Um, it's funny when I left because I don't, I don't know a lot of dispute and I kind of just needed to mm-hmm. get home. Yeah. And I ended up like talking to the. The parking attendant guy, yeah. and he was all like, "Is the show over?" I was like, "No, I gotta get home. I have like a four-year-old at home and my husband." And he's like, "Uh, that's cool." And we ended up like just talking for a few minutes. Yeah. It was interesting, no. getting to know people. Yeah, that's what it's about making connections. Making connections. I got a question for you. Sure. Hollow notes. What do you think? Hollow notes. Yeah, you know hollow notes. Um, man eater. They're okay. I liked them when I was a child. I do not care for hollow notes, mm, okay. even in the slightest. Why? Because it's excruciating. It is like eating... Whoa, whoa, here she comes. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's just eating packets of sweet and low. It doesn't taste particularly good, and it's bad for you. Um, but this has been an okay. ongoing discussion Okay. amongst I... my coworkers and my hatred of hollow notes. Well, that's just weird. Well, yeah, it's weird that people would like this horrific It's thing. weird that you hate them. I would never be I like, do. you know who I hate? It's like my... I don't hate them anymore so much. I dislike them because I don't. I don't hate Lou. I love. Uh, what about Hello Kitty? I don't. I don't mind Hello Kitty. I'm cool with Hello Kitty. What if Hello Kitty? You were in bed, mm-hmm. and you felt like this weird thing on your neck, and because she doesn't have lips, then it was Hello Kitty nuzzling your neck. I'd be like, Oh, Hello Kitty. And then she slit your throat. <laughs> yeah, she probably would. And played in your blood, and it's hard to get blood out of plush. Or Pusheen. When I first started dating Mark, it was around, it was um, New Year's Day. Uh-huh. So what happens on New Year's Day? The Mummers. And uh-huh. I remember being like, I fucking hate the Mummers. They yeah. are so fucking dumb. And he's like, I've never met anyone who hates the Mummers that bad. And I don't hmm. even hate the Mummers anymore. There's very few things that I grossly hate. hate. Maybe furries, but even furries, I, I don't really think too much i just strongly dislike them american beauty what do you think of american beauty i haven't watched it in a long time neither have i 
It's about the general consensus. Yeah. It's a movie we all fell in love with I did 20 years ago. I did see Avengers for real. Oh. Faux show. We did see Avengers for yeah. real. We were a little wrong. We I, think I, we, I, I think, think I we wrong. watched I think the Avengers with an E. I watched the, a much better <laughs> Avengers in my head. So what did you think of the um, Avengers? I don't As wanna... if I didn't know. Um, I'm not spoiling anything because I just won't. I, I, I liked it. I was satisfied. There's a couple things I was like, eh, on. But um, altogether, I thought it was really, really good and a really good ending to the whole series. So yeah. I give it thumbs up. Was Skanking Pickle. No, that was the Avengers one we watched. Oh, but I was just trying to get confused. Um, not the Avengers, the Avengers. Did, Gala- uh, did Thanos... Talk about how... There was woman talk. Oh. There was a couple things where... I oh, forget who talk, it was. Like, um, no, it was... Um, I think it was Ant-Man. He was like... had a. He was like, no, I don't mean it that way. Like a, like a woman and a man. You could... I, he said yeah, something like nah. that. But I, I went... Hee, hee, hee. I went snicker, snicker. Uh, is there a good place to go to the bathroom during the evening? Oh, uh, I did not have to pee. I held it. But if you had to indicate to the audience... You this, could go to the bathroom anytime. Well, you might miss action. Like maybe uh, not the last forty-five minutes, but oh, that's only when I like to go to the bathroom. You should go to the bathroom right when it's um, Hawkeye and, and uh, Black Widow. That's when you should go to the okay. bathroom. All that's right. all I'm gonna say. All right, it's good enough. Cool. Did you listen to anything good? Yeah, let's maybe we just talk about music because I realize we have. This might not be one of our stronger ones, oh, folks. Oh, I think it's gonna be strong like steel. Steel. Yes. All right. Well, Which you is think a great of, movie. Steel with. Uh, Shazam. Shazam. Or not Shazam. Uh, uh, well, I, I should just give up now. Shaq. Yes. But I was try- Kazam is what I was trying yes. to think of. Wow. Shaquille O'Neal there. Shaquille O'Neal. Angel Dust. Pretty buff. Um, out on Roadrunner Records. It's their third album. Came out in March. I wasn't going to review this album for a little bit. All right. But what do you think? Did you listen to it? I listened to, yes. Were you like, well, tell me what you thought. I thought it was different. I was like, I didn't... Were you like, is this the same band? I did actually to go back and listen to old Angel Dust. Yeah. So it is quite a departure. That's it. I really did like it. It almost reminds me of how like the newer Culture Abuse and Fiddler albums are. It's very 90s with an alt, like, alt vibe. And this was a lot of acoustic guitar. Yeah. I forgot they were also out of Baltimore. This album kind of reminds me of if Angel Dust just unplugged and did songs. Their first song, No Fair, is acoustic guitar, kind of grungy, and this is when you're like, ooh, this is going to be different. It's a good song. I like Big Ass Love. Acoustic, poppy, has some um, harmonized vocals, and has like a pinch of old uh, angel dust in it. One thing that I thought of, um, I don't know if you picked this up, but it has like a slight Violent Femmes vibe going through it. Like, I, I, I kept yeah. coming back to Violent Femmes just because I've listened to them. Violent Femmes. They have a new album coming out. Oh, do they? I think so, yeah. Hmm. All My Way. Uh, as I almost said, well, I pretty much said before, if Angel Dust unplugged their in, their musical instruments and uh, played some poppier riffs, uh, I actually really liked uh, the one song "Light Blue." It's more melodic, strummy riffs, and it has a that's the one that's like very violent femme esque. Yeah. Bang my drum, poppy rock. There's a sax in it. I mm-hmm. can't get into that song. It just there's the, I'm just not a fan. I really got any song with sax in it. I really have to love because mm-hmm. I think my default for that is hate. I think that that bang my drum was the first single off that album. Yeah. That's when I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on here. Let me know. Pretty long along the same lines I've been talking about. Unplugged Angel Dust with you know, grunge guitar lines and uh, turning more into power rock pop. Where am I? The the guitar in it actually remind me of 
the Ween song, Push Little Daisies and Make Them Yeah. Cool. For some reason, that's what the guitar riff reminded me of, and it's very 90s indie rock. Take Away the Pain, more 90s indie rock, a little slower. That one has sax, too, um, and I feel like the, the lyrics have gotten a lot more personal. Yeah. Especially in that song. And then Five, it kind of starts where it began. It kind of reminded me of the No Fair song. Very riffy. It's very, it's very, very different. Mm-hmm. I think a big departure from Angel Dust. I, I actually... Like the first side of the album, the last five songs, I'm, I kind of just, I'm trying to think of the word, just kind of blahs together. Yeah. There's nothing like outstanding to it. I did read an interview, I, I think it's Justin Tripp is the um, lead singer. I read it in New Noise, and they wanted it to be really different. He said, I think his like, someone died in his, like, I don't know if it was uh, a cat, who's like a, yeah. <laughs> a cat died, and then I think he had some people close to him die, and mm-hmm. he just... That's why the lyrics are a little more personal. And he, he also wanted this, excuse me, this record to be a little more accessible to the youth. So he kind of went along the 90s alt kind of vibe. So if you are a fan of, no, that's the other band. So if you like 90s um, indie alt rock, you probably will like the new Angel Dust. Yeah. But if you're expecting the old Angel Dust from of a few years ago, you will be very, very surprised. But I think it, I, like, I like that they... Changed it and up, I, but... and I like this one. I did. I listened to this, and I was like, I thought Angel Dust was a different band. Yeah. And then I went back and checked. It's like, yeah, all right, they just changed their song. It's just different. Very but, much so. And uh, yeah, as I said, some. I as I said, I like the uh, first side of the album. I think it worked really well. The second side kind of was a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. And as I said, nothing outstanding. You be the judge, no. America. Greatest country in the world. Yep. Nope. I know who disagree with that statement. No. Um, the Filthy Friends. Oh. So, this is The Filthy Friends. The album is Emerald Valley. The label is Kill Rock Stars. And the date is 5-3. So, this came out yesterday or a month ago, depending on when you're hearing this. True. Um, And I got it early on vinyl. Sweet. And this album was a bit of a challenge to review. Okay. For two reasons. Uh, Both logistical. One, it is now um, the day after the release date. Um, to date, they have not made the album live on digital. Only yes. the um, just one song, the single, which I listened to. Yes. Um, the second is it is probably the worst playing vinyl I've ever really? tried. Just it's, recorded bad, or no? It skips constantly, and well, I that thought could it just was be your record. Yeah, but I was playing other. Like I, I basically went through a whole bunch of other albums. Mm-hmm. For instance, when you came in, I was listening to the very excellent. Eat a Peach by the Almond Brothers. Okay. Nothing else is skipping. It could just be the record itself. Yeah, so I think it is the record itself. So these two things made it hard to review, but I said, by gum, I'm going to review it. You're going to do it. I did it. Do it it up. And just to refresh your memory, Filthy Friends are a super group. The two super people in that group, of course, are... They're super? Is it Captain Marvel and... It's Captain Marvel and Goose. (laughs) Um, The Captain Marvel of this album is, of course, Peter Buck. Co-founder and lead guitarist of REM, mm-hmm. who we both have, I'd say, complex feelings about. I like him better than Michael Stipe. I'm a lover. I've come around. I don't hate REM. You must be on the ecstasy. I am. I'm I don't so hate ecstasy like REM. Molly. And we've talked about this before. It's just sort of like what the, basically the kids used to look down your nose. Mm-hmm. When you were in college, like, you don't listen to REM. You listen to REM. You don't. So it's, it's people who would. It doesn't matter. They were like pre. Hipsters, pre millennials. It was before alt rock was yes, alt rock. It was in called that college, land rock. Of college rock. Yes. Although by all all um, 
all accounts, R.E.M. was a very nice band. You know, Michael Stipe's... Whatever. I, whatever. But anyway... More, speaking of college rock, I think Filthy Friends have, like, their label was... One of their... College like, rock, They, yeah. they show you how college rock. Um, I'm like, you don't see that anymore. The oh. other, the other, the goose... Yes. ...of uh, the Filthy Friends is, of course, Corn Tucker of Slater Kinney, the Corn Tucker Bland Band, a whole bunch of other shit... And, and this is it. And it's sort of unusual because we all thought Filthy Friends was a one-off. Never expected a second album, which apparently they started recording shortly after finishing the first album. What's the album called? Uh, Emerald Valley. Okay. And you hit the nail on the head. College rock is the most apt description. Yes. It is basically college rock with less left-leaning country lyrics. Okay. So a lot, even a lot of the tunings are... Um, for more country or western, but the actually the guitar work, which is quite complex, is much more 90s all. Okay, cool. And it opens with the titular track Emerald Valley. Okay. Which is about immigrant labor. Okay. So there's a lot... Of, this album is... I'd hesitate to call it a concept album, but these are all songs about the Pacific Very Northwest. Political, Very political. You get a lot of government not being great. Really? A lot on... Be like, government is great, I yeah. can't wait. Yeah, ooh, that's a good one. That's the, the bonus track. To not overthrow um, the state, because it's great. So it's going to be easier for me to just to go through. <laughs> so Emerald, yeah, Emerald Valley is about immigrants and essentially that. how the people doing all the work um, cannot afford to live there and they are not welcome. Mm-hmm. Beautiful song. What Beautiful do you song. think, Trumper? Um, let them all stay. Fine. It, that leads into Pipeline, which has this really awesome drum circle vibe. Um, although I don't care for the chorus. Okay. Uh, kind of Patty Smithy, and that is about. Hmm. And it's the about, pipeline. Yep. There you go. Really good. Um, that would be what we refer to the uh, in the parlance of our times, the toe tapper. Yeah. So okay. when I was singing any song, the I start finger singing. Finger waggler and toe tapper. Well, a toe tapper is a little different because a toe tapper, you will rewrite the lyrics to be about your cat. Okay. And that's how I know a song hits if it if I start talking about cats. Okay. Like cats go meow. Dogs don't bark. Okay. Burn the pipeline down with the fire spark. That's something I invented <laughs> while I was taking a poop. Oh, this morning. that's um, that's great. Um November Man, which opens with has this really awesome buzzsaw like guitar yeah. is basically a Latter day's garbage song. Ooh. What was, was it not your kind of people, the one before... Um, so the one that came up before Strange Little Birds? Yeah, that was nice. So that, basically that era of garbage when they were much more guitar-driven? I think it was. Yeah, November Once Man. Once they release it, yeah. It's about rich white guys. Okay. Only Lovers Are Broken is probably the most traditional song relative to what they did in the last album. Before I get too much farther, I'll say uh, one of the problems that sort of plagued that first album, which I loved a lot, was it like sort of a coherent structure. They didn't mm-hmm. quite know what they wanted to do. I feel like they have more. They get more of their thing in this album, so it's a lot more consistent. They go a lot into that meaningful, deep felt, almost country esque lyrics. Folky, I guess, would be more because country does have the denotation of being uh, right wing political. Yeah, which I don't. And really crazy guitars, which were there present before, mm-hmm. but fun. The Elliot is about logging, which is a very big problem. Mm. The lack thereof in conservation. One flew east. Is essentially a Fleetwood Mac song about gentrification. Okay. Last Chance Country is the one you heard. We'll yes. save that for last. Okay. And it ends with Hey Lacey, which is, I hey believe, Lacey. about. Hey Lacey. 
No, it's a sort of a dream poppy ballad about getting old or possibly the the winding out looking at the end of our country. Mm. Or it might actually be about fucking winter. Mm, okay. Um, like the Night King? Yes, the Night King. <laughs> He's actually in it. It's really weird. Oh, that's weird. Um, it... It predicts the end of the series, Game of Thrones. Mm, we'll talk about that in a little bit. And there are a few in there I just didn't bother to cover. Those I was trying to hit the, the highlights. Yeah, that's what I do. The single. Yes, let's talk. To date, the mm. only song available on, on Bandcamp is Last Chance Country. Does this remind you of anybody? I have If La Tigra Played Alt Rock with a Little Blondie. Yes. So this is the, I'll say, the angriest song in the album. Mm-hmm. It is not particularly representative as far as what the album sounds like. Because I was like, shit, like. this is awesome. Like, I really I want mean, to listen awesome. to more. Just had that uh, Julie Bruin. Oh, yeah, uh, that definitely. Chris, Kathleen Hanna. Which, yeah. which, again, you know, the tie it all back, you know, uh, with Heavens to Betsy, uh, Corn Tucker and Kathleen Hanna, the two pioneers of the Riot Girl movement. That. Although, of course, we now know, predated by Mary Timoney and her initiation to hardcore. Yes. Anywho, so Last Chance Country is literally about, or Last Chance County is basically, yeah, we're kind of, we were almost fucked because it's just these, the same guys in power, and it's, it starts out like I'm sitting at the back of the bus, and everyone's just giving up, and they're all fucking drunks, and despairing about where we're headed. And we're running out of chances. Mm-hmm. Presumably that Last Chance, Jamie, what? is the next election, the 2020 election. Oh. And we have like 85 Democratic candidates to choose from, mm-hmm. including Grampy Goo Goo uh, Joe Biden. I know. Oh, oh, and let's have another four years run by baby boomers again that are so out of touch. But that's just my political I agree. Opinion. What do you think? I liked it. I kind of wish I could have listened to it more consistently without it skipping every two seconds. Yeah, um, I can see that being a bit of a problem. It's one I had to kind of listen to a couple times to sort of get what it was about because mm-hmm. I wasn't initially into it. But yeah, I liked it. Cool. It's good. It made me think about stuff. Ooh, thinking could be bad. It can or good. Mm. Could it? Could it? And it is. I'll say. I'll say. It's not entirely lost on me. It's actually not entirely lost on her either. That she's singing songs about you know the issues specific to the Pacific Northwest, and she is kind of a there is an upper middle class white woman. Yeah. Living there. Although she started out, so she's been in like Eugene, Oregon for a billion years. Well, Eugene, Oregon is like the hotbed of activism and... Uh, well, so, but like she was there before all that stuff. And it's a bunch of hippies. And, it is I, I would love to go to Eugene, Oregon. I think it'd be cool. I was, in, like, what, I was in my like anarcho-punk phase, yeah. which was in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Most of the bands I listened to were from Portland or Eugene or yeah. Minneapolis. Uh, yeah. That podcast I talk about, uh, it could happen here. Yeah, he's very fixated on Oregon as a hotbed of activity. I'm glad you said that again because I've been meaning I forgot about yeah. it, and then when I you sent me the uh, the podcast to mm-hmm. see how it was, I was like, I gotta. You have several islands of very left leaning mm-hmm. activism, surrounded by a lot of right wing conservative conservatism, and in an open carry state. Do you know in Oregon there was something? I think it was Oregon. They had a law about pumping your own gas and they're like we can't pump our own gas what if shit catches on fire i just thought it was the very weirdest thing uh, yeah i will never go to oregon you know why, why? all the dysentery <laughs> anyway what do you got next especially on the trail black audio oh i've been sitting on this for a little bit same with uh angel dust but uh black audio only thing we love it is the fourth album and black audio is a side project of afi's davy havoc and jade 
Puget or Puget. Do you like New Order? Do you like Echo and the Bunnymen? Do you like 80s Electro? I do. Well, you will like Black Audio. I did. Um, their last album was actually about three years ago in 2016 called Material. I actually heard this album probably in March. I went to Plymouth Meeting Mall, went to the rock shop with Victor and was record shopping and Glenn put on this album and I'm like, tell it was Davey Havoc. I'm like, who is this? He's like, new Black Audio. I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, this is really good. So I went and bought it. I like this album. I think it's fantastic. The first, it's weird though. When I downloaded it, the songs are in completely different order from the album. Really? So my review might have been, was going to be different from what it is. The way this, how it actually is physically on the record flows so much better than my Mm -hmm. shuffle on my iPod. So Infinite Skin. Awesome song. One of my favorites. Very cool electro dance. Fun, catchy. And I I think Davey Havoc's vocals are good for this stuff. Like, I like Dream Car. And I I, uh, listened to some prior Black Audio. I wasn't into as much, but I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. Yeah. I think the first single off it, or one of the singles at least, was called The the Vials. And that's an awesome song. Very hard, dancing beginning. Kind of reminds me of a faith a little bit. Um, with some harmonized vocals, with some throbs and some pulses, and it's a great electro song. Unstained, also an awesome song. The very beginning reminded me of an LCD song, like a, a very, not, not long drawn out, but a little bit of a, a build up, um, and then it goes right into almost like a New Order feel. Yeah. Muscle and Matter, they mention Kitty Cats. Mm-hmm. And it's an electro dream pop song. Caroline in the City, it's kind of haunting, has spooky electro vibes going through it, and um, some very catchy poppy riffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Summer's Out of Sight. I don't know what I wrote here. Oh, it slightly reminded me of The Cure a little bit, and has a very catchy chorus. Okay, Alex is awesome. Super cool, dancey electro. Dark Arcade, remind me of Depeche Mode, a little bit slower. Dark Time at the Berlin Wall. Pretty cool. Some hard dance. Um, I like that. Hello, astronaut. I was like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck is this lyrics? I really, really like this album. Sometimes I'd be like, what does this remind me? Is it Human League till Tuesday? Pet Chat Boys? Depeche Mode? If you like any of that stuff, I think you'll really enjoy this album. I thought it was fun all the way through. I can listen to this album anytime. I really, really like it. And as I said, I want to go back into their library or catalog and um, check out the other albums. Yeah, I really like this one a lot. I want to go back and get it now. Yeah, it's um, really good. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I thought yeah. you would like it too. Um, yeah. And it doesn't really give up anywhere. Like it's consistently mm-hmm. all the way through. There's no real like downtime or trailing off of the end. It's just a really good, so why do you, solid So how album. do you think your review would have been different? Um, it started with... Carolyn in the City was the first song. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's pretty good. Um, what else was it? Then I think it was Dark Times at the Berlin Wall. Infinite Skin was like second to last. Oh, huh. The last song was The Vials. So like, it was just all over the place where it kind of, I would say the standout songs were more towards the end or mm-hmm. just scattered throughout more towards the end. And not, not that I say the other songs are bad, but they were a little... Just putting them on, you had to get into them a little more, especially yeah. being in that mood. But uh, I, as a, I enjoyed it. I liked it. That's yeah. the only way I can explain it. It just, yeah. it just didn't have a good flow. I'm like, no, I get, yeah. I'm like, okay, this starts off pretty, you know, has a good mm-hmm. vibe, like rhythm to it, and then it went to like maybe a little slower song. I don't know. Black mm. audio, mm. only thing we love, mm. and um, what, 
I forget what it was actually on, what record label. I did not write it down. Mm. My bad. Mm. I suck. What do you got? Bam. I actually very much liked your album, which we've listened to before. Yes. Well, I didn't know they had a very new, new, I know you told me, but mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking. So. And I'm going to get another. The moment Puffy. I've been waiting for. Was that my Sarah Silverman? Yeah. She was, Gotta start saying pussy like real grossly like puffy. <laughs> Cherry pickles. Cherry pickles. Cherry pickles. Are delicious. Will harden your nipples. It's true though. And this is a very unique band. I'm gonna go hard in my nipples. I'll start. So Jamie's gonna get a beer. And I'll take this moment to and Alright. Alright, tell me about the cherry pickles. Cherry pickles. The, this is Cherry Pickles is the band. Cherry Pickles will harden your nipples. Pink Slim is like P-N-K-S-L-M mm. is the label. I'm guessing it's Brazilian? Sort of. Maybe? Yeah, this is this came out actually um, beginning of April. This is one I've been sitting on for a while. Okay. To bring it back to an earlier podcast. Um, several months before that, I actually heard the single on Spotify, which is what brought me to the attention of this band. The first single. Elvis Exorcist. Mm -hmm. Cherry Pickles is a two-piece. They are based in Birmingham, UK. It is Priscilla B., the vocalist who is from Brazil. Yes. And Mimi B., who plays the drums, who is from... England. England. Probably Birmingham. And, yes, probably Birmingham. (laughs) And I think uh, someone from the Mekons helped them record this album, which I believe is an Australian band. Mm Mm-hmm. I've listened to them before. I can't quite place them among all the other bands I like. So, Cherry Pickles is, in the lit- most literal sense of the word, a sort of fuzzed out lo-fi garage band. I have lo-fi 60s garage cramps band. <laughs> yes. And by lo-fi garage rock band, it sounds like they recorded this thing in a fucking storage container. Oh, they were in the they stole the snare drum. I heard they all played on like, what am I thinking of? Thrift store instruments. Did they you said, yeah, yet? I did that. So yeah, so they, they, they stole the, the drum from a JV high school band. They stole the guitar from a homeless shelter. And they made magic. There's a, there's a line about it. If two drums are good enough for Peggy O'Neill, they should be good enough for you. It is very simple. Yeah. It is very lo-fi. it works. It is very titty, and it works. It works like it shouldn't work, but it does work. All the songs are very groovy, for lack of a better word. Groovy, man. They're very, a lot of them are reminiscent of 60s novelty records. Yeah. Like, yeah, bands like The Cramps will come to mind, a very DYI. They refer to it as Art Broke, and this idea that they're, they're, they're doing this band, and it's not like, they're not doing it ironically. This is a legitimate effort by two people who it sounds like if they were any less skilled, could not play instruments at all. But they make a truly amazing album. Yeah, it's really good. You know what the standouts are on this album? Uh, a lot. Every fucking song yeah. is a standout. I have like one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Because I couldn't pick all of them. So I couldn't pick all of them. I'm going to talk about most of them. I might skip over a couple. Feel free to fill in where you want. Okay. Um, Elvis Exorcist was the single. Yeah, it's a good it's, song. it's like a twist. 
Meaning not like a twist, like a M. Night Shyamalan twist. Like you do the twist. These songs are all very good to dance to yeah. if you have no skill at dancing. Yes. Like if you were in a, a like a mod who's like kept up on a little heroin and you're like all drugged out and you're going to the psychedelic pussycat for a, a groovy swinging party, this would be the band. Yeah. And they'll start out, like a lot of these songs, they'll start out with a very simple like single string guitar. And then by the end, they're fucking hammering on those chords, and it gets really squealy, psychedelic, and delightfully just, just Ooh. nutsy. Oh, great kitty wants attention. It reminds me of the band CSS. Yes, because Fronted the vocals. the head coaties. So, yeah, so Priscilla B., who is from Brazil, has that very... Monotone. Very monotone, like disconnected. Like, you know the, the other, not um, Marnie, but the other girl from um, Ladytron? Elvis Exorcist slides into Phantasma, which is one of my favorite songs because it's basically a Mexican go-go bar song. Like, it would be very good in an early Roger, Robert Rodriguez film. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that. You're just walking in, you know, drinking your tequila on Cinco de Mayo, and then they're the, they're the house band. Ugh, you're um, awful with that. Tequila. I took, I took Espinol for five, five years. You remind for me. For Cinco's years. You remind me of... Um, the mom from Better Off Dead. Uh, when she's like, I made some French toast. Oops. I was thinking of um, Peggy Hill and King of the Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could totally When she gets after the second season where they just establish she's really bad at Spanish, <laughs> but she's the Spanish teacher. Yeah, that's totally true. Let's Be Bad. I like that a lot. That's really good. That has like one of the most, like my favorite lyrics. is something like, let's start a fire so the devil knows we're here. Yeah. And it's all typical, like, I guess... 60s good girl becoming bad girl. Like the fucking, like there's a line about... Rebel without a cause, man. I put cream on my face. Yeah. Which like cold cream, which do people, have they done that since 68? I'm sure people do. But it's very, yeah. And like I said, everything's similar. It's fun. I, I still miss Lux. Yeah. That's it's a, a very slinky guitar and that's like when she just listed all the drugs Well, that's she like wants. obviously a total love on the cramps. Because yeah. Because of Lux interior. Um... And my what the riff that has going on there it reminds me of What's Inside a Girl if you know that song. Yeah, um, Jimmy the Werewolf is a lovelorn ballad about loving a werewolf, mm-hmm. as we all do. Uh, Bruxa, parentheses, she's a witch is about the new girl who is a witch. But that's she's a really a, cool song. She's a literal witch. Yes, she really. Two songs that I like that are sort of a little different because they're more, they have a little more meaning, I guess. It will all end in tears. Yep, I have that down. It's just beautiful. And it's basically talking about, preemptively talking about how your relationship is going to turn to shit. Yep. It's probably the most heartfelt song in the album. It's all over but the crime. The other one, Latin Discotheque. That lyrically, was fun. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of like Surfboard the way. And yeah. it's like how the That's guy comes thing. down. That's kind of like a slightly Yes, yeah, very surfboardy. Yeah. Um, part because <laughs> they both sing off key. That and they're just so simple that it's awesome. Yeah, uh, Latin discotheque's basically about waking up the night after heavy drinking and not understanding what you did, but you probably wronged your woman. Um, I like Lily as a spy. And it ends with Lily is a spy, yeah. which is another fun one. Um, just Lily is a spy. And she is she a spy. likes to eat flies. Yes. And which who likes to eat flies? You Lily. Know little gray kitty. I'm pointing at little gray kitty. Um, she likes to eat flies. And then Chad is her boyfriend. It awesome. is so. And I it's so lo-fi. It doesn't sound like something you should like, like, or even in the post label age where you can sort of put your own music out or do it on a minor label a lot more frequently. That's the only way an album like this would happen, I think, because I think 
when the, when it was a basically a crowded field, no one was going to take uh, cherry pickles. No, I thought it was awesome. You don't see too many lo-fi garage rock like uh, like this anymore. Yeah. Like a, we, I make a lot of um, comparisons to the head Cody's, and this is yeah. like the closest, like to a Billy Childish. Yeah. You just do shit on your own and yeah. just crank out some records. Like that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I hope someone doesn't come along and fucking ruin him with a whole bunch of money. Yeah, I really like it. My deepest regret in life. What? Deepest regret? What? I didn't buy this fucking Ooh. album when I could. Was it on vinyl? It was on vinyl. Huh. And it, like, I had a chance and then it sold out. So that's it. Cherry Pick is it's a contender for album of the year. It is really good. I should have had you go last. Yeah. Although I, I do like the album I'm talking about. Yes. Fury failed entertainment. Uh, California, Orange County. It came out, I think... I just bought it. I, I, well, I pre-ordered it on two different labels. Yeah. So it's either on Triple B or Run for Cover. Yeah. Limited runs. And it is their second full length. Yeah, as I said, it came out on May 3rd or 2nd, something like that. And it's a little different, but not so different. It's I, I really enjoy this market. I've been like kind of talking about it. I don't know if you liked it or not. I did. The first song, Angels Over Berlin. Musically, it's a little more noise rock with almost like some helmet and Fugazi riffs going through. Yeah. It kind of remind me of Good Time. Remind me of uh, a little more post-punk hardcore. Vacation really grew on me. I didn't star this but, or say it was my favorite, but the more I listened to it, I really liked it. It's very different. Kind of more punk rock, more rock and roll-ish. And the lead singer, I forget his name, he's a writer and like a uh, liter- either a creative writing or a literature major. So the lyrics are very complex and I couldn't tell you what it, anything's about because I've only listened to it maybe three or four times. Um, so the more I'll listen to it, the more I can tell you more about it. Um, America was apparently the single that came off of it. And it kind of has that old Fury hardcore sound. It's very fun and catchy. I almost wonder if it's like a nod towards Allen Ginsberg's America. I know, yeah. I'm not sure. Really good song. Inevitable need to reach out. Guitar riff heavy. Um, there's some breakdowns. It's a slower song and it's more of like a heavy indie rock song. Birds of Paradise. A little more faster, hardcore, catchy guitars. Um, it's very drum and guitar heavy. And it almost is reminiscent to me of... The last song off their uh, album, Paramount, Feeling, which to me was one of their best uh, best songs. Mono No Aware, kind of a little Fugazi-esque, inspired by guitar riffs from Modern Life is War, Stagger Lee. Just mm-hmm. reminded me of that. New Year's Day also has that Modern Life is War vibe. And there's a poem right after that they have like a bunch of different people talking. And I, I'd have to go back and look at who all was in the one reader that just... Stood out, who I knew was, was Pat Flynn from Have Heart. Um, and Crazy Horses Run Free, really good song. Very rock and roll. Fun with like harmonized vocals and parts. Um, there's a tambourine. It's very fun and catchy. Finger waggling. Ooh, finger A little waggling. head bopping. I really, really like this. And I, I, as I said, I only listened to it like three or four times. It reminds me, as I said, their last song off the last album, Paramount, that feeling song. I think it was a little different from that whole album. And I think they were like, this works for us. Let's make an album that sounds more like this. And I think that's what they did. And I can't really compare it to that much stuff. It's kind of, it's just it's different. It's kind of unique. I really liked it. It's um, very unique. I know you don't know Gorilla Biscuits that much. The one song off of, I guess, Start Today is the that's sitting around at home, mm-hmm. which is very different from that whole album. Imagine if... Gorilla Biscuits just sounded like that afterwards. Like that's uh, what I, that's the only way I can ex- like yeah. 
explain it. It's really good. I want to like go back and talk about it maybe next episode, but I, I really like it. It's it's just very different. I felt like it's... I needed to kind of like set... Because at first you're like, it's, it's not... I got, when I first listened to it, I'm like, this is just indie rock kind of. Like, yeah. like harder noise rock with indie rock with it. And then I listen with headphones and I'm like, oh... It kind of it still is a hardcore album. Yeah, with a little more youth. Crew. I felt like it was like a hardcore album that someone pumped full of a whole bunch of other genre. Yeah, and it worked really good. Yeah, so I really liked it, and I I will get back to it later mm. and explain more. But Fury Failed Entertainment, they're playing the Philly Mocha, mm-hmm. I believe June seventeenth, which is a Monday, and I think I might get tickets because mm. I've, I've seen Fury before. I really really like them. I really like this yeah. band, so I was very excited to hear this and. Um, it hasn't disappointed. I just need to sit down with it yeah. and let it stew. Stew. And stew around. So, Modern Life is War does a song called Staggerly? Yes. Is it the Staggerly? No. There's, you know how many people have done a well, Staggerly cover, song? Is it about the it's Staggerly? A, it is about the, I believe it's based upon the Staggerly. Well, I think they're all based upon the Staggerly. Yeah. Well, there's so a Clash think, song, Staggerly. There's well, a, a bunch of different Well, the bad, that's Nick Cave yes. that he closed every mm-hmm. concert with. Stag ends up uh, killing the devil in the live version. I will. I'll. I'll send you the song. Yeah, I like. To, I'm interested. It's one. Um, of, it's one of my favorite modern life. Modern life is war songs. Interessante. Yes. And that would be music. That um, is music. There's a bunch of stuff coming out. Bunch of stuff come is coming out. New plague vendor. New plague vendor. Still waiting to get my King Giz album. I'm so King Giz got that. And it's, must be shipping from Gondwana Land. <laughs> But that, that came out, because I would have reviewed that if it had come out. Fishing mm-hmm. for Fishies. Taco Cat had an album come out today. I'm not super into it. It's okay, but I'm not... Like, there are bands I like more than Taco Cat in that genre. I think Baroness is coming out very shortly. They yeah. have a couple singles out. Ringworm just came out with something new. Is um, it, um... What's her name from Portishead's album coming out? Yeah, Beth Gibbons. Yeah. Um, I'm hot. I like her her solo, but I never, I never owned anything of it. I don't think she's had anything out in a long, no. long while, though. Which I'd be interested in hearing. But a bunch of bunch of stuff's coming out. Yeah. Of course, I forget all of it now. But. Yes, I do too. I keep post-its. I have a bunch of... Bo- yeah, well, I, I'll yeah. just see my email yeah. or whatever. What do we have coming up? I'm supposed to see the Refused Hives show, but I don't know if we'll be able to go. Mm-hmm. Or we, both of us will oh, be able to go. Oh, we got Distillers. Distillers Star and Crawler. Starcrawler. Um, and the Beach. Hmm? Billy Joel, Beach. Yes, that's coming up uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yes, it's making... Uh, the BJ. Like, I'm trying to, I want to go on a little vacay, but the con- every concert I'm going to the next four months is strategically placed in such a way as to make it very difficult. I'm going to Disney. Ooh, happiest place on earth. Yeah. Don't bring your stroller mm. or smoke. I'll make sure I don't. Or, I don't believe know, I can't in think Jesus. of anything. I think you're allowed to believe in Jesus. Yeah, Just sure. keep it to yourself. Or, House of the Mouse. Mm. So, Game of Thrones. Yes. I can tell you how it's going to end now. What, how do you think it's going to end? Spoilers! Spoilers. So Game of Thrones was last weekend. See, I was going to go see Avengers on that Sunday, and I was like, ah, I kind of want to see Game of Thrones, because I have a feeling people are going to ruin G- Game of Thrones, which they did. So I watched Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I f- very much liked it, but I felt almost... <sighs> you were waiting for this battle for the longest time, and it was yeah. kind of like, it just it's over. Mm-hmm. No one of that much of importance died. Like, you're expecting all this, like, like people to be dead. Yeah. But no. I mean, people did die. Mm-hmm. 
But no, I would say no main characters died mm. at all. More like B, meh, more like C, yeah. some B characters. I just thought, it, I, 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 but I did like it, how dark it was shot. I did think it was a little weird, but I, I kind of liked it because I thought it kind of showed the atmosphere. Like, everyone's like, well, I couldn't see. Well, it was fucking dark out. Like, it's supposed to be that way because it's supposed to kind of have that uh, it's the atmosphere. longest night. Yes. And it's not supposed to be. I thought there were some really cool scenes. I know you probably didn't physically watch it. I read the Wikipedia. Yeah. There were some really cool scenes. There was when... See, I'm awful. I barely know anyone's name. So the crazy, like, red witch chick. Melisandre. When she lights everyone's swords on fire. It yeah. looked really cool visually. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Wah! And they go and try to fight the undead. And you just see it go... And all the swords just go out. And, like, you see a couple flicker. And then you're like... Chirubbo. Um, but I, I really liked it. I think uh, Arya is fucking rad. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know what was going to go on. I, mm-hmm. I I just feel like... I don't know. You you, you hear all this stuff about the Night King, and yeah. I feel like nothing was ever answered. Well... You can say... You ready for my wisdom? Sure. So this is my prediction. It ties into a lot of that. Okay. The way the series is really set up, build to the White Walkers attacking. Yes. To have it happen, I'm going to say so anticlimactically because it I was very anti- midway yes. through the season. Narratively, this is what I believe is going to happen. It sets Daenerys up to be the bad guy for the last three episodes and you will find out somehow that you need a Night King. By killing the Night King this early, you're going to find out there's something essential about the Night King existing. Um, or is Bran the Night King? Is Bran, Bran will become the Night King. Yeah. Is my prediction. Well, the one thing that I heard a lot about... Daenerys has been very kind of unlikable this season. I, yeah. I, not, toward, not, not towards me. She loves me. Yeah. We love each other. Um, I didn't find her that way. She really tries, and she kind of gets shit, shit yeah. on. This, you can tell she's like, fuck you, Jon Snow. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. We're, we are, we're done, and we're like kind of... We we are related anyway. Let's have some muscular um, loving. But there's a couple scenes where Sansa's this and, and Tyrion are talking, and they're like, "We're useless. Like, what mm-hmm. are we doing down here?" While fucking Daenerys is on her dragon, kicking some ass, falls, starts fighting. Um, yeah. Although like scale dude like help save her, but she's like wielding a sword and fighting for her yeah. fucking people. Where I think it made her a little more likable. Like she. Uh, yeah. That was the one person that bug that bummed me out was. Scale leprosy dude. I forget it. Um, Mark was Theon, not Theon. Jorman Mormont. Yes. Yeah, Jorah Mormont. Yes. yes. I always, he was one of my, I was hoping those two or, would get together, yeah. to be honest, in the end. Um, I thought he would be dead after this episode, but that, that, that was the one that bummed me out. Hmm. I mean, if you watch the series, it's in the book a little bit, but I think they actually do a better job in the series. That she starts out very naive. Well, she does. Well, she, and she has to learn a lot, but she's up until the point where. Goes to the one village and like they take her dragons away, mm-hmm. and then after she locks the dude like in the um, the yes. vault. And and so she's basically that's when she starts to become a lot more jaded, and it's her learning sort of. And to be she tough. has to be like. She does, which is why I think she's going to eventually make her play. She and, should. And I think Jon Snow doesn't want to be king. It's going to be Sansa. It could be. So do they address? Or is it Arya? Story? Is Arya going to have Gentry's baby? Ooh. And take the throne somehow with that way. That's one thing I've always thought of. Yeah. 
it's it sucks so because um that sucks I hated Sam throughout the whole series. Yeah, he grew Sam on me Carter, the last. Yeah. He grew on me the last few seasons, and I was like, oh, "Please don't fucking kill him now! Like this is gonna suck." But, but yeah. Arya has is has become one of my favorites. She always kind of was, but she's I don't know who my I always liked Daenerys and yeah. Ramsay was actually one of my favorites. I, I thought he was funny. Ramsay, sorry, sorry, but Ramsay Bolt was one of my favorites. Yes. Um, or Mick Mars, if you prefer. Yes. Um, dreamy. I wish I had a boy like Ramsay Bolton. <laughs> you, oh, might, you might have I'd a boy change like him. <laughs> I might. Um, I might. A little boy. Do they address him. that uh, Tyrion and Sansa are married? Um. Yes. Like, remember the time we were married and we're still married? He, she pretty much was like, you're a good man, blah, blah, blah. At one point in time, I thought they might, like, they're, the White Walkers have entered the crypt and they're kind yeah. of, like, hiding together and I think he, like, hands her a flask or something or... Uh-huh. Maybe there was poison. I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, I thought, I'm like, are they maybe going to get back together? Because, like, who is there for Sansa? Like, who's going to... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. be interesting. Mm. So, last episode. So, your predict... Last episode. Okay, go ahead. Ready? Okay, all right. Iron Throne. Iron Throne. It's the final scene. All the, all the principles are gathered. And there's a figure, a lone figure, sitting on the Iron Throne. Who is it? Seriously. Skanky Pickled! <laughs> it is... I don't know. The lights go up. Joffrey! <laughs> That's, they just decided to piss everyone the fuck well, off. Well, the other thing is, it's been very fan-friendly, where I think Cersei... I watched an, an ep, uh, interview with her on Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. and she, they're like, who are you rooting for to be on the throne? She's like, fucking Cersei, of yeah. course. Like, everyone's kind of counting Cersei out, like... They have no, like, they just had their whole army decimated. Like, that would be interesting. I think it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the best ending. It but would be I, It would good... be interesting if, because Cersei, you love to hate. Yeah. You understand kind of why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. She still occupies the capital, too. Yeah. With an army. Yes. And a lot of, uh, what was that, Dragonfire shit? Doesn't she have a bunch oh, of Oh, yeah, stuff? whatever they call it. Yeah. I think they call it Dragonfire. Yeah. So that's it. Um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I started a new book. Yeah. It's about the Spanish flu uh, of 1918. Mm. Interesting reading. Yeah. I just started it. So, uh, so I just want to leave everyone with that. So they Cliffhanger. Can... Yes. And I think I'm going to cut it now. We're going to quit where we're ahead. You know, we're not really ahead in this episode. No, I think it came out pretty good. I think it did come out. Yeah, the first, like, we were rough just at the beginning. Oh, it's a peach. I'll be cutting this shit out. You know, I could eat a peach for hours. Mm. I could listen to Eat a Peach by the Almond Brothers for hours. Mm, I could listen to Culture Abuses Peach. I can listen to Peaches. I was about, I could, we definitely listen to Peaches. And the Teachers of Peaches. And her clever lyrics. Anyway, folks. And on that. Casanova. No. Passamova. No, the, uh, the height of, of lyrical genius for Peach is hurt so good I have a sorgasm. <laughs> She's Just amazing. Genius.